You're listening to a Crossroads original podcast. Welcome to the 100 Huntley Street Podcast, friends. I'm your host today, Laura Watson, and I am so excited about the conversation that I'm going to be having today with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Jason Crabb. Um, you know, it's amazing. He came recently and he had this uh, big event with us and he performed and you're going to hear some applause coming out of uh, our conversation off the top uh, because he had just performed and then he sat down with me and and he talked through what his life has been like and his personal journey and his story. And, you know, it was interesting what really struck me was what, how Jason measures success. So for somebody who is so highly successful in the eyes of society and the world, Jason's measurement of success is really different. And it's really the way God wants us to measure our success when we look at the Bible and we look at the life of Jesus. And so before we go into this conversation, I just want you to ask yourself right now and in a quiet moment, you know, how do I measure my own success? What am I looking at? Am I looking at accolades or awards? Um, How many degrees I have or who's in my life or what kind of home I have or what kind of car I drive or how much notoriety I have? What are we looking at when we consider our own successes? That's a big question because God wants to dismantle any false narratives about our success in life and what we're worth. Um, And if we're labeling ourselves in any way or measuring ourselves up by anything other than what he asks us to be and who he asks us to be. And that is all found in the Bible you know, who God is calling us to be and what success truly looks like in the, in the life of someone who follows Jesus. It's very different than what success looks like in the life of someone who doesn't follow Jesus and what society says is successful. So, you know, there's some food for thought for all of us as we listen into Jason Crabb and uh, we hear the conversation we had. I'm excited as you ponder and meditate in your heart about what success means to you and and what God, what kind of success God is really calling you to, and how Jason's story can help us understand that a little bit more, um, and help us get to the nugget of truth about what true success looks like in the life of someone who follows Jesus. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Jason Crabb. Well, we're so thankful you're here with us, Jason. And, you know, it's amazing when I've been doing some research into your story, an incredible story of God's faithfulness and, you know, Him pursuing you and pursuing you through music so clearly. And that goes way back to all those years ago in Kentucky. Your dad was pastoring in a local church. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how God has used music to pursue you. How far you want me to go back? I want you to go back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. How much time? All right. You ready? You do it. Everybody get cozy. Uh, Here's the deal. You know, I grew up in a a pastor's home. I was a PK. I was a pastor's kid. And um, wouldn't trade that for nothing in the world. Some people say, you know, said that they didn't like all of the eyes on them all of the time. Yeah. The only bad thing that I really uh, experienced being a pastor's kid was some of the things that pastors and pastor's families had to face with some of the obstacles and 
in people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not easy. No, it's not because everybody has a different opinion on how things ought to be. Mm. And that can cause a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, it really can. Um, and so I, I witnessed that a little bit. Also, um, that was the early part of my life. Then my family went through complete chaos. My dad, um, he got really frustrated, I guess. And um, my, my mother and my father separated for a while. Yeah. He started drinking really heavy. This is better. It's, it's better to hear his testimony, him tell it, than yeah. me. Because I just don't feel that it's fair sometimes for me to share it. Uh, I think it's his. But I can share my experience with it. So um, I became frustrated and bitter and, and just, just a mess, you know what I mean? Um, to the point to where I felt like, and the enemy will use this if you don't watch it, because he'll, he'll give you an excuse and then, then you get to blame other people for the way you are acting when really it's not their fault how you're, you're acting. Yeah. You, you have to take responsibility at some point if we are adults to, on, on how that we are acting. And, and I know that there's some things that can alter our life and, 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 and all those kinds of things, but I fell into that trap. Yeah. And so I started running with the wrong crowd. I started giving in to a lot of different other things, mm-hmm. you know, and I started blaming it all on that. And you were about 14 years old when that started. Yes, I was. A season of rebellion. Oh, it was just at an all-time high for me at that point. And uh, just running crazy. It's a wonder that the Lord uh, just, just, but isn't it good that he'll keep you? Yeah. When you ain't got enough sense to keep yourself, you know what I'm saying? Amen to that. Isn't it awesome that God (laughs) will sustain you and keep you? Yes. I had a praying grandmother that was probably praying for me as well. And we'll get to her. Oh, I like that. I promise. (laughs) But... Um, so to go back now, let's just fast forward just a little bit. Um, my dad, uh, got remarried. My mother got remarried as well. They didn't, they didn't marry, uh, you know, they didn't get back together, but my dad, um, just couldn't run, you know, uh, as, as long as the enemy wanted him to. So next thing you know, he's, he finds himself at this old car wash and, and, um, starts praying and, and gets down in muddy from car wash floor that he's running mm. and praise that song, the very first song I sang to you. Please forgive me. Yeah. Need your grace to make it through. All I have is you and match your mercy. Amen. Amen. Lord, I'll serve you. And then that's how it all happened. And so he surrendered his life to the Lord, made things new. It wasn't exactly the, you know, what I thought that everything would, was going to be like. Yeah. But boy, did God pick up the pieces. Yeah. And just put it back together and created something. He did not, I told somebody this yesterday. He did not cause the mess, but he can pick up the mess yep. and and receive glory out of it after he puts it back together. And so that's just the way he does. Amen. <laughs> Romans 828. Romans 8:28 God will work all things together for our good as we love him we serve him we seek him and out of that the crab family was formed music group was formed yes, you it was. and your step siblings with your dad so so what yeah. what people a lot of people don't know we were two families stuck together that's so cool nobody knew that we were uh not you know blood and so 
And if you was to go, okay, what's what? I, it just, it doesn't matter. No. We never went that way. We never acted that way. We got up on stage. We ministered. We went through, you know, we experienced some good moments together. We experienced some tough moments together. Still to this day, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that was the Crab family. And so a lot of those songs, you know, was written. So anyways, uh, how God brought me to him through all of that mess was I was, uh, every now and then going to back to a church because he started pastoring again. Your dad After did. he remarried, he yeah. started pastoring again. He said, I feel like I need to go minister to people that, uh, you know, that are outcasts and those kinds of things. That's what he prayed for. Yeah. And uh, so I started going back to, every now and then to the church. They had a Gaither video on, you know, those Gaither videos. Yes. Don't they always get in the way of stuff, you know? Um, but anyways, one of them, one of them had was playing one of those Gaither homecoming videos. It was the very first one. And there was a man on there and he was singing, just suppose God searched to heaven, couldn't find one willing to be. He'd go, be. You know, he had all those pushes and pulls <laughs> and that bluesy soulful, you know, the, you know, singing. And I went, who is that? Mm-hmm. Cause I, you know, I love Ray, Ray Charles. That was my, that he was my, you know, that was my vocal. I, oh. He's the best. Michael Bolton and, and, you know, the, all those power. And now I'm hearing this guy. Mm. His name is Michael English. Mm. Oh. No, I, <laughs> and the next thing you know, I said, you can sing Christian music like that. And then Russ Taff, I heard Russ Taff. And I'm sitting there going, wow. And God took a hook and hooked me in the jaw. He caught me in one of those nets, you know, like the deadliest catch. (laughs) I am a crab, you know. And he pulled me to him with music. And the crazy thing about it was the one that inspired me to start singing from the testimony of how it all kind of came back. Then 20 years later, Michael English is singing a song that I singled to radio. Mm. The one that inspired me. It's so incredible. How cool is God? God is so cool. (laughs) Let me ask you, how cool is God? Oh, he's always moving above and beyond what we can think or imagine. And, you know, as you listed those grades, I see Jason Crabb along those lines, and we all do. One of the amazing things, Jason, when we hear you sing, when I hear you sing, I feel the presence of God. And I think really we do, and and we feel his presence usher in. Yeah. And I just want to ask you a bit about that process when you are singing. Are you feeling like you're in the presence of God? Yeah, sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going, I'm, I'm a person that is going to be real. Yeah. I am not going to be fake. I will not be fake. I don't want anybody to ever see. I, I've seen enough of that through, mm-hmm. through the years. I'm going to tell you a place that I know that is real. Yeah. 100 Huntley Street. Mm. Here, here's what, now wait, before y'all clap, here's, here, let me tell you. I've been prayed for more when I walked on this Grant, when I walked on these grounds, more I've been prayed for more on these grounds than about any ministry and any place that I have ever been. Mm. 
People will walk in my room and go, hey, do you care if I pray with you? <laughs> no, let's pray. I mean, I can't even turn around. They go, somebody closes the door and somebody comes in and goes, do you care if I, I, I just felt like I ought to pray with you. I'm thinking, but I'm going to be prayed up for this. <laughs> but here's the thing. There is times and moments mm-hmm. when you get up on stage and you're, you're struggling to get up there. You know what I'm saying? We ain't always going to have it together. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Right. Amen, amen. Yeah. There's moments. But all of a sudden, when you start singing about the goodness of God, it's something yes. amazing when you start yes. lifting him up that he just automatically he shows up Hallelujah. and gives you exactly what you need. And uh, so, but that comes from, I think, honestly, the whole ministry, even my father uh, uh, being a pastor at a young age, probably, if you want to know the truth, um, my grandmother, uh, my mom's mom, my grandmother, Billy Richardson was her name. She was a prayer warrior. Or she, she would, I would go spend summers with her mm-hmm. and with her and my granddad. I'd help work on the farm with him. And I loved that. I really did. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't nothing special. There was, yeah, just a little, probably 800 square foot home. Wow. And no air conditioning. You had a ceiling fan. It was a big fan that you pulled the string on at at night and you opened the windows and you just felt the, I mean, and you heard the crickets and all the stuff out there. Lord, take me back. I I feel like an Andre Krause song. Take me back. (laughs) I love it. I mean, I just remember that. It's so great. But I remember sometimes I'd wake up in the middle of the night and my grandmother, I'd hear just kind of, yes, thank you, Lord. Sometimes it'd be two o'clock in the morning. You'd hear those little thin pages turning. And you'd see her light on. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about at all times, mm-hmm. she just lived, but mm-hmm. she was so real. Mm-hmm. And she'd go, now, honey, come on in, let's get something to eat. And if it didn't matter if you was a town drunk, it didn't matter if what she was going through, she'd just love on you and wrap her arms around you. She was the deal. Mm. And she, I, th- I felt like she's the one that really prayed for us all the time and mm. really gave us a, um, that's where I feel like we grasped a hold of that, mm-hmm. that, that real anointing, you know. And that whole journey, you know, you're, as you're growing up, you're experiencing your grandmother. Mm. She's actually putting prayer cloths in your pocket. Yeah, I read yeah. about that. I don't know if everybody knows what those are, but that's really, you know, and you would find them in there no matter what season of life you were in. So do you want me to tell you about the prayer cloths? Okay, so here's the deal. My grandmother, she was one of those that was just over the top. I mean, she she would anoint you while you was asleep. <laughs> She'd pour whole oil on you. She would get like these little cloths and they was called prayer cloths. And if like if somebody was sick or something and they weren't there, the church would gather around and they would anoint that cloth and they would all come together and pray over that cloth. Just a point of contact. There was nothing like, magical in the cloth or anything like that. It was just people coming together in agreement, touching, and then they would take it to them and it would just increase the faith, right? Okay. So my grandmother did that and she would put them in my, she'd wash my clothes right before I go home or I'd go to school and I'd reach in my pocket and I'd pull a great big old prayer cloth out where she'd been praying. (laughs) And uh, I, I remember I'd find them, you know, in my wallet, I'd find them. And so when COVID hit, 
I, I did a prayer cloth thing for my kids, uh, me and my family. Yeah. We all got together. We wrote on this cloth. I'd, I'd ripped like a little uh, pillowcase into fours because there's me and my wife and my two girls. Yeah. And I said, I want you to write on there what you're most concerned about, what you're worried about, what's what's going on in your mind. And so, you know, there was anxiety and peace and, yeah. and all of those things that people were writing, my family was writing on. Yeah. And so we, I went and got grandma's oil that she had from uh, Israel. I brought it back to her. When she passed away, the family gave me that oil back. It had two little olive leaves from the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus had prayed. I took them off and put them in that oil. And she cherished that oil so very much. And, and we got that oil out during the pandemic and we anointed those cloths and we prayed over them. And then I took them and I, the first ones, I just, after we prayed over them, I took them and I put them all together and put them on my wrist. And I said, you let daddy carry it for a while. Mm. Quit worrying about it. Let daddy, because I knew I, I was going to take it to the Lord. Yep. And then after that, when my daughter went, was going off to school, to college, right? Then the next year, she goes, can we do one of those prayer cloths? Oh, what a legacy. So we all did it again. Oh. So right before we left to go to Israel, we did another one, but I took them off and put them in the cracks of the welling wall mm. from where the... So it's something that builds yes. the faith. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It just yeah. builds the faith. It's, and so yeah. anyways, that was my grandmother. Incredible. Wow. Like, yeah, incredible legacy. And I think we all want a grandmother like that, Jason. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, when you think about some people watching right now and they're saying, well, I don't have a grandmother like that or I haven't experienced someone praying for me. And, you know, often people are praying for us, but we don't know it, right? We encounter them. We pray mm -hmm. for people on the street and they don't know we're praying. But somebody who's watching right now saying, you know, is God active in my life? And you've experienced this faithfulness of God throughout your life and he's pursued you. But some people don't see that. They're not so sure. But right now, maybe they're feeling a tug in their heart. Yeah. That God is moving. God is either saying, come back to me. Yeah. Or come to me. Yeah. What would you say to that person right now? There is different there is different people, different walks at different places, at different seasons of life. We're all different. We're all created different. None of us are the same. None of us was raised the same. None of us have the same, you know, the DNA or our DNA is different. Yeah. But it started somewhere with my grandmother mm -hmm. and she passed it down. Yeah. And you might say, well, I didn't have that. Well, you be the one to start it yeah. and, 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 and start it for your family. And you're like, what did I start? I don't know. Start whatever. Start praying over your family's house. I, yeah. I, go get you some, uh, <laughs> if you don't have olive oil, get you some Crisco. <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. Just get it. Let's yeah. do it. And let's start it. It doesn't make a difference what yeah. it is. I think I, my so clapping bad. scared the little puppy know, down there. I'm I so know. sorry, little puppy. All right. Oh, he's okay now. He's okay. Lord, I won't clap again. Yep. Well, you know, we've got we've got these 24-7 prayer lines. And even as you were saying, just do it. Just yep. do it. We can call into those prayer lines 24 hours a day, seven days a week here at Crossroads. There's someone there to answer 365 days a year to pray in agreement with yep. you for your family. You know, I crawled into those prayer lines when I was 17, praying for my sister. Yeah, incredible. Tw Come over on. 20 years later. So, and, and look, God is look, so faithful. That's kind of like God the Daystar so situation. Faithful. situation. Yes. 
Isn't that, it is. isn't that amazing? It is amazing. So look, uh, there's a lot of things that will tell you don't start. There's a lot of things that will tell you uh, they're just, you know, well, why, why do you think you're watching right now? Yeah. I believe it's God. I believe God's got something in store for you. And look, <laughs> we are living in the, <laughs> in the day where everybody is doing whatever that they want. Try this. If you really want peace and you really want joy and you really want happiness, I'm telling you, you will find it in Jesus. Amen. Nowhere else, nowhere else, nowhere else. I've stood with presidents. I've stood with kings. I've been invited and stood in front of hundreds of thousands of people. I've done it. I promise you. I, I've been with some of the most, most influential people on the, on the planet. Some of the richest people on the planet that would give anything in the world to feel the peace that some of you are feeling here. And you know what? It's free. Yes. He gave his life and it's a gift that you can receive freely. That's the Jesus yes. that I'm talking about. Yes. And I'm telling you, there's something will change. You watch. It's that void. It's that thing that you wake up and go, what matters? Yes. What, what am I, why am I doing what I'm doing? It's like all of a sudden the questions start getting answered because you've allowed him to come into your life and lead yeah. you. Yeah. So maybe pray that, call that number. Let somebody pray with you right now. Mm. And Jason, would you pray with us right now? If me? someone wants to choose Jesus You want me right to, yeah, you I want do. me to pray? <laughs> I do. Are you serious? Is that okay? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm just being obedient. <laughs> I, you probably never prayed a prayer like yeah. this before, but here we go. It's going to be great. I'm, I just, it's simple. I want you to know how, how simple. Jesus did the hard part. He went to the cross of Calvary and he died and bled for us. You will find no greater love than the love of Jesus. Amen. None, nowhere. Amen. For our mistakes, for our failures, we can never be good enough. <laughs> That's why he gave his life. All right, so here's the deal. Here's the way I want you to pray. I want you to pray with me, and I'm going to take my hair. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. My hair looks a mess. Looks good. <laughs> Yours looks good. Mine looks a mess. Anyway, I'm going to take it off anyway. Let's pray. Yeah, let's pray. Say this with me. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Here I am. Here I am. I know, I know that I'm a mess. I'm, a mess. I'm sorry, I'm sorry for, all that I've done. for all that I've done. Please, Jesus, Please, Jesus forgive, me. forgive me. I need you. I need you. And I know that. I, know that. Mm. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Just say that right there with him. I love you, Jesus. Now say this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For forgiving me. And saving me. Amen. Amen. Now, you might say, what? Wait. Is that simple? That's simple. That's it. Just ask him into your heart. Ask him to forgive you. And I promise you, if you prayed that prayer from your heart, there's not a devil in hell that can keep you out of heaven. Amen. Amen. Listen to me. This is true. As soon as you pray that prayer, 
I promise you it won't be very long that the enemy will come to you and tell you nothing changed. Mm. How do I know that? Because I know he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to steal that joy from you. He wants to steal that from you. But also the Bible tells me he is nothing but a liar. He's the father of it and he can't do anything but lie. So the very fact that he's trying to convince you that nothing changed in your life is the very fact that something did change in your yes. life. Amen. Amen. It's true. Oh. Amen. Well, Jason, I'm so excited. Heaven is rejoicing. We know people have made a decision for Jesus today. I'm so thankful for our time together. Is it over? Oh, <laughs> well, I wish it could go longer. Have I, mean, I, I talked that No, long? it's been so wonderful. I think everybody wants to hear. We, yeah, everybody. Okay, one more question. Jason, you've won two Grammys. Yes. Many Dove Awards. Yes, absolutely. But Jason... And you're a passionate family man. You have a beautiful wife, Shelly, two girls. Oh, and she gorgeous. <laughs> She's gorgeous. Ooh. Inside and out. I'm telling you, I think she oh. gets younger every day. <laughs> I'm like, I look, yeah. I'm like, what? Mm. I just looked at a picture of it's her a while ago. man. Yeah, we was in New York together at a film festival. Gloria Gaynor just put out a documentary mm -hmm. that uh, about her doing about her life, but also doing a Christian record, a gospel record. If you haven't got that, you need to check it out. I'm telling you, it's amazing. But she put the the series together, and she goes back and reminisces about her life, but how she's put this together, and how she's always wanted to do this. I got to help her. <laughs> I got to be a part of writing wow. with her. I got to go in and record with her. I met her at Carnegie Hall. We was doing uh, a thing there. She had messaged me on Twitter. I thought it was a fake. I was like, this is the fake, this is the fake Gloria, but it wasn't, it was really her. She showed up, she said, this has been a bucket list of mine. I've always wanted to play Carnegie Hall. And so I said, please come tonight. And so she sat out the third row and uh, I asked her I, about halfway through my set, I said, we have a special guest. I stopped everything, you know. And I said, we have a special guest. And she didn't know I was going to do this. I said, Gloria Gaynor's here. And I want her to come up and sing with me. And we did a little song called Precious Lord, Take My Hand. Oh, we've got to uh, do that. Yeah. And so anyways, we became friends. So she just put out her documentary. And they did the Tribeca uh, Film Festival. Just aired it. I got to go be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, with her, which was just, I'm telling you, yeah, I just cried. But uh, it was just, it was wonderful. You need to see that. So that's that's what's going on. Oh, I can't wait to see that. It's fun. Oh, so exciting! Fun. And we're gonna all have to tune in. We've got to get some. Uh, we've got to listen to that music. We've got to watch the event. You know, the whole recording there. Yep. You know, Jason, your story is so much of legacy. Legacy, Gloria Gaynor. Legacy, your grandmother. Your legacy. Mm. What's your greatest hope? for the legacy you're leaving for your daughters and everyone in your life. <laughs> is this like a last statement? Like when they walk, is it like, is it like when they walk by my casket and go. What did his epitaph? No, no, no. Are, are you saying like, are you saying, what do you hope that people say when they walk yes. by my casket? No. When they look at you now. No, you know what I hope they say when they walk by my casket? Look, I think he's breathing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, not really. I like the joy. <laughs> 
You know, I, here's what I, here's here's what I would love to for people to to really um, gather about me. I I want to be real. Yeah, I really do. I wish that every day and every moment was like the moment I feel right now. Yeah. I feel so much joy in this room and so much peace and so much happiness and I feel I feel great in my spirit. But then there's days when I go, Jason Crab, why what what why'd you do that? You know what I mean? I do. <laughs> um there's days that I'm singing from to the top of my lungs and, and I'm hitting the notes right. And then there's days that I'm having a hard time finding the song. But even in those moments, I know where to go. Yeah. Yeah. I know where I'm going to find it. Mm -hmm. I might not be in it at that moment. I don't want to be one of these people that, that, that paint a false narrative that it's always going to be the sunny season of life every day that you wake up. Because I'm telling you, the reason we're having trouble in the world today is because they know that that's not reality. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, yeah. we live in a sin-cursed world yeah. and we're not in heaven. Yeah. So what do I want to leave behind? I want somebody to go, okay, I get it. I, I, I see what really being a Christian through the ups and the downs is about. That's all they want. I don't care about, look, yeah. I don't care about another another number one song. Yeah. Lord have mercy. Or a, another award. I thank God for them. I yeah. really do. But they, I mean, what have they done? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe gotten people's attention on you as you share Jesus. I don't know. That's it. I guess that's it. <laughs> and I really want him to be proud. Yeah. Or, or, or saying, you know, at the end of my life, him go, well he done. did it. Mm -hmm. Good and faithful servant. <laughs> Me, I just want to go, <laughs> come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we made it, you know, and, and it's, and it's not like that. I mean, I, I know that, um, I, I just want people to see the real Jesus. I want people to feel loved when they're around me and my family. Yeah. And that I care for them. Wow. I really, that's what I want. I think that's how we feel. That's <laughs> how we all feel watching right now, Jason. Being with you. Jason had so much to share on, you know, his personal story coming from, you know, a broken home and then having a blended family and going into public ministry and all those different layers, you know, and he shared about his wife, Shelly, and his daughters and, you know, how God works all things together for good because his life hasn't been easy and he has seen a lot. He saw a lot as a young person with his family and um, the road wasn't clear, you know, and there were hardships and suffering and pain. And, you know, I love that he referenced Romans eight twenty eight. It's one of my life verses that God works all things together for good for those who love him 
and are called according to his purpose. So I want to encourage you right now that no matter what season you're in right now, if you can't see the way out and you don't understand why something's happening in your life and you feel stuck and you can't see how God's going to make it all work together, he really can. I am living proof that God can work all things together for good. And I remember seasons in my life where um, I really didn't know how it was going to work out or why would God even allow that and how will that be used later? And he uses it all. There's nothing that has happened to you that is dark or painful that God won't turn for good if you put it into his hands. And so that's one big piece I got from, you know, my conversation with Jason. But something so much deeper was um, his real focus as we, as we, as we, you know, came to the end of our time together was that he wants this legacy of being real, that people can really see Jesus when they look at him, that true success for him is being somebody who's authentically reflecting Jesus. And, you know, I don't know where you find yourself right now. And as I asked you earlier, before we listened to Jason's conversation, just to think about what success means to you. You know, are there labels that you have allowed the world to put on you or society to put on you connected to your success and you somehow don't feel like you have been successful or have you become someone who worships success and all these different things that, you know, you're achieving and yet all of it together is just striving and it's exhausting you. You know, God says, come to me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's Jesus who says that in the New Testament. But that's an invitation from God that we go to him in all the burdens we carry and all the striving we're doing and all the attempts at success that we are carrying with us. And and that, you know, we go to God and he welcomes us in with open arms and says, you don't need to do anything more to be completely loved and cherished and celebrated for who you are. And, you know, I love this quote. It's a Ruth uh, Joe Simons quote. Faithfulness, and she's an author and, and an artist, but faithfulness is success. And when I listened to Jason talking, that's all I could think. Faithfulness is success for Jason. Faithfulness to following Jesus is success. Because that faithfulness in following Jesus lets other people see, lets other people see Jesus active in our lives. And when they look at us, they see Jesus. Maybe you need to have a reframed understanding of what success is today. Maybe you need to change your perspective. Maybe you are tired of feeling like you don't measure up or you're a failure or you need to do more or you're achieving your um, ideas of success and you're striving. Maybe you're tired. Right now, I just want to invite you to consider God and consider Jesus being the marker of your success, following Jesus. That's it. That's all it is, is a faithfulness to following Jesus. You know, it's amazing once we get to the place where we simply follow Jesus and we say, that's what is my measure of success and nothing else really matters. You know, my following Jesus well. And and what does that look like? Well, Jesus said you can tell a tree by its fruits. And so we should see love and patience and kindness and gentleness flowing out of us. And those are some of the fruits that are listed in the Bible, what does, what does it look like to follow Jesus? Well, it looks like those actions alive in us. Once we get to that place of understanding that that's what matters and that's how we start to live, you know, what's amazing is the other successes in life that we might be striving for start to unfold around us. 
And I don't mean we start to get accolades or awards. That's not what I mean. But I mean the idea of um, finding our place in this world and knowing that we are celebrated and loved and we have successful relationships around us and we're good at the thing we were gifted and called to do and we're thriving in different areas of our lives where God has called us to commit ourselves. It's amazing how once we put our success only in following Jesus and in being faithful to what the gospel calls us to do, the other parts of our life begin to line up and we see success in other areas. It's incredible as we humble ourselves and just put Jesus first, that he opens doors no man can shut and he leads us in new ways where he uses us and uses all the things that have happened to us, like Romans 8, 28 says, for his good and for his glory. And we see purpose in what we're doing. And we say, this is success. Following Jesus, living like Jesus, sharing Jesus with the world around me through gifts or talents or my healthy relationships that are unfolding. It's amazing when we put everything in God's hands, what can happen. And so right now, I just want to remind you that when you put your life in God's hands, there is rest that comes over you, peace that comes over you, and new purpose that's not defined by society or anybody around you or what the world says, but it's only defined by what Jesus did for you and how much God loves you and how we can share the truth of Jesus and God's love with others. Well, my friends, I'm so thankful that you have joined us for this conversation today. I'm always learning and, you know, prayer is really powerful. So we've had a conversation here, but another kind of conversation you can have is a conversation with God. And if you want to be prayed with today and help and have someone help you have a conversation with God, then call our prayer lines. Call 1-866-273-4444. 1-866-273-4444. Our prayer partners are there to speak to you, encourage you, and help you speak to God and have a conversation with Him. These are everyday people like you and I, but they are highly trained in prayer and highly passionate about Jesus and showering callers in God's love and helping our callers grow closer to Jesus. Well, that is all for today, my friends. God bless you and keep you. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the 100 Huntley Street podcast. I'm your host, Laura Watson, and I'm praying that you have a blessed day. Thank you for your ongoing support of Crossroads a supporter-funded nonprofit organization and member of the Canadian Centre of Christian Charities. Thanks to faithful people like you, we are able to continue producing 100 Huntley Street. You can write to Crossroads, P.O. Box 5100, Burlington, Ontario, L7R4M2, or visit crossroads.ca to learn more about our programs.